loaded bases. First off, I want to give a shout out to Dugout Mugs. If you've ever wanted to drink out of a baseball bat, Dugout Mugs is the place to go. I personally drink a cold beer out of my Dugout Mug during my podcast. So if you are interested, go to dugoutmugs.com slash loaded. That again, dugoutmugs.com slash loaded for 30% off. So with that being said, go get your dugout mug and enjoy the show. Loaded bases, Zach Ample. How's it going? It's going all right. Just trying to enjoy the chillness of the off season for right now. Yeah, I bet. I bet. So what is your, uh, so what is your role in the baseball industry? What do you do? I am a full-time YouTuber. That's my main thing. I have little contact cards made up that I hand out to people sometimes. And it says professional baseball nerd under (laughs) my name. So I guess maybe that's even the bigger umbrella term or category. But yeah, I make videos. I've written baseball books. I'm a super fan, I guess you could say. I I agree. The same as uh, catching baseballs in the stands at games. So yeah, I I uh, I've been following you for see going on five six years now, and it's it's a uh, you came a long way since for five years. I mean, like I couldn't imagine like your, your like whole entire career of catching baseballs. Yeah, uh, the last five years, really, that's when everything has happened. I remember that in April of 2016, I had 2,000 subscribers on YouTube. And, you know, I have over 500,000 now. So I really, it jumped, it, it jumped. I mean, I'd never really taken it seriously before that. And then the A-Rod thing yeah. had happened the year before when I snagged his 3000th career hit. So that really just took things to another level. Pretty crazy. And so, yeah, I, I mean, like, cause I even have, I even have a Zach Campbell assigned baseball that you, uh, what? You see it. yep. For Mason. It's uh, let's see, and your number was ten thousand one hundred and sixty-three. That's where you were at then. Okay, so that was probably early in the twenty eighteen season. Yep, it would have been about uh, about right there. Yeah, because I I actually met you down in uh Miami in twenty eighteen. It was it was a random thing, and I was watching your uh, YouTube videos like the night before, and I'm like, you know, like what. I'm like, what if Zach comes down for like, it was the, uh, it was the old logo um, game balls. And then like the next day, just boom, it was, it was crazy. Yeah. I mean, you never know where I'm going to be. I just, I turn up everywhere. Say, oh, uh, go ahead. I was just going to say for people who don't know, I always autograph my name with my current lifetime number of baseballs after it. So I can kind of figure out, you know, based on how the numbers change. And I remember, oh yeah, I got my 10,000th ball late in August in 2017. And I've been writing my name like that since high school. I mean, I I signed my names on tests and papers with my lifetime number of baseballs when it was a triple digit number. And back when nobody ever cared about my autograph. And now, yeah. you know, people ask me to sign quite a bit, which I always think is quite an honor. So I've just kept that going 
through my whole life, really. So yeah, when when did you realize that this is like what you wanted to do, like for a living? I stumbled into it. You know, I never knew what I wanted to do, and I had all kinds of odd jobs. My family owns a big old bookstore in New York City, which my grandfather started in 1925. My mom oh, wow. has worked there for 62 years or something like that, and she loves it. She's still working there. And that was always available for me if I wanted to make that my life and career. And mm -hmm. while it is truly a magical place, it just never felt like the kind of thing that was calling out to me in a way that I would need it to if I was going to spend that much time there. So I've worked there on and off over the years, and it was always a great safety net for me, you know, when I was working doing baseball stuff during the season and, and then I needed something to do in the off season. I'd work at the store, even during the season sometimes. Mm -hmm. but it was always like part of what I did, but I, I just, I was never satisfied whether I was there or anywhere else. And um, I've always, I've always loved documenting things and storytelling in different forms. I feel like a natural performer and I do enjoy having an audience. Yeah. And so, you know, doing the YouTube thing really satisfies all of that. I would actually love to branch out from baseball and not just do that. But I mean, for right now, I'm sticking with what works. So we'll see what the future holds. I wouldn't say, yeah, it, it, it definitely works for sure. I mean, you jumped <laughs> a lot, a lot like on YouTube and it's, it's amazing. It's pretty crazy. Say what? Okay. So if you had to pick one baseball which would be your favorite one that you have kept? I will go with the last home run that the Mets ever hit at Shea Stadium. Ooh. Unfortunately, it was not the very last home run because the stupid Marlins hit two home runs late in the game after I caught the Carlos Beltran homer in I think this fifth or sixth inning on what turned out to be the last day at Shea. So that definitely dashed my hopes a little bit i'm just sitting there like please nobody else hit a home run and then they did but still got the last mets homer and that was the absolute happiest i've ever been catching any baseball in my life more than a rod's 3000th hit when i was just more stunned than anything more than trout's first career home run because at the time he hadn't done anything and who would yeah. Win. so yeah that last mets home run at shea is really the one that that still stands out the most I think that 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 would that would be amazing. I mean, it, it's it it's like I mean, like I have been I've been probably like five people away like from a home run like this past year at Wrigley Field, and and then like just like just seeing the ball like like come at me and I'm like, holy shit, I'm gonna get this, and then I go and then I and I miss it. But I mean, like the feeling of like just being like locked on like to the baseball, like yeah. I guess like over time, like has, so I guess like, has that feeling like changed or is it like the same feeling, feeling like every time that you see a baseball come at you? It's the same. My heart yeah. still races every time a ball goes up in the air, you know, not in batting practice yeah. so much when you can more or less expect that balls are going to be flying in your direction somewhat often. But during games, even a foul ball goes up in the air. And I mean, I get just intense, heart palpitations yeah and then of course game home runs are the ultimate thrill so you know i i still i still get very very excited about this stuff absolutely 
say, do you think that people like miss, I guess like miss, like interpret you like for like what you do? Oh yeah. How, how do you deal with that? Uh, I try to keep living my life and just doing what I do because I know that it's positive and pretty much anybody who meets me or watches my stuff will see what I'm all about. And I try to address the haters sometimes. I I tune a lot of it out, but when there are false accusations flying my way, um, I try to set the record straight. You know, a lot of you knock kids down and you steal baseballs and it's like, no, I actually don't. People, it's been reported that I'm banned from three stadiums, which is not true. I've, I've been to every stadium in a single season, four different seasons. Like I'm definitely That's not banned. wild. Um, so I just, I try to set the record straight, but when things get reported in the media and then linked on my Wikipedia page, and then it just gets repeated forever. Like that's, that's really a bummer, but, um, yeah, according to the internet, I've I've done a lot of bad things, but in reality, I've done I've done stupid things, and I wish I could take back a lot of stuff that I've said, but I don't I don't think I've done bad things. Yeah, see, I have always wanted to live like the I don't regret things. It it's just I mean, it's it's like, you know what? Like shit happens, and that's just yeah, called life. Yeah, but you know, when you have a lot of people out there watching your every move and a lot of them are kids yeah. and a lot of them are hateful grown-ups, and like, you just, you, you feel like you want to please everybody. And to some extent it has to do with self-preservation. You know, I was assaulted at Yankee stadium a number of years back. Um, I supposedly received death threats after the A-Rod thing. I wasn't able to keep track of or keep up with all the social media, but that first night and that first weekend after I snagged that baseball, I was getting, I would estimate about a hundred Twitter mentions per minute, like just for 24 to 48 hours during that news cycle. And I couldn't keep up with it. And I had some friends actually tell me, you probably want to stay off Twitter. And they said that they, they saw death threats. So it's like, how do things get so crazy when what I do is I go to games and I catch baseballs, you know? So yeah. There's a lot of, I hate to throw this term around because it's, it sounds stupid when other people do it, but there is a lot of fake news. Oh, hundred percent. Um, there's really no, there's no accountability for people who just make stuff up and lie. And that's the hard part about, I mean, being on like Twitter, I mean, especially Twitter, because you get like the burner accounts that just will say the most like mean and like hurtful things. And I mean, like you said, like the accountability on it, like there is no accountability for it. Yeah. Um, I, I've blocked probably like 2000 accounts on Twitter, maybe more by now. Oh, wow. And I've, I've, there've been a few nights when I just stayed up for hours and blocked hundreds of people. Um, yeah. See, no, no, no one should have to do that. That's yeah. And well, and, and it's not that like, it's not like, oh, boo-hoo, my feelings are hurt. But if yeah. people are just really being hostile and untruthful, I just don't need that on my timeline because what I do is very positive. And, yeah. you know, it's like – and I'm sure there's people out there that are like, oh, Zach Hample is soft. He blocked me because I called him a pussy or like whatever it is. But it's like 
I just don't need negativity in my life. In, in my own personal life, I live an extremely drama-free existence. Yeah. And I try to lead with kindness and I recognize warmth from people probably before I recognize anything else. For sure. And I just, I don't need that kind of negativity following me online. So like it's, it, people are not automatically entitled to follow me on Twitter. I mean, they can, but if, if they're really nasty or untruthful, I'll, I'll block them. And you know, there's just like a little less negativity for me to deal with. So that's how I approach it. So yeah. Cause in, in 2018, like when I was down in Miami, I'd say, cause I live up in Washington state. So, um, so like when I lived down there, I bought season tickets like to the Marlins and, and then from like what you do, like inspired me to go to games early, like to try and like, like just to try and get baseballs. And it's, and then like the part of about it, like that I enjoyed was catching them and then giving them away, like to little kids, like who, who would try inning after inning, like to get one. And I would just like hand them out. And then like, just to see like a smile, like on their face is, is worth it. I hear you. Yeah. So I guess that means you were successful and you managed to snag a bunch, huh? Oh, I, I mean, I was up, I was up over 50 and that was, I mean, like for me, okay. Like not, not being able to, I guess like never, never trying to get baseball as games before. I, I mean, I felt like that I did pretty well. Yeah. That's, that's really solid. And if you said that kids were trying inning after inning, I guess you got some game used third out balls tossed yep. up. Yep. Nice. Yeah, those are those are special. Rubbed up with mud, an yep. actual gamer. And you Always. know, there's lots of people out there that they criticize me for getting baseballs and giving them to kids. It's like if you're gonna give them away, then why not just, you know, like don't even go for the balls and let the kids catch them? And it's just like, okay, you, like you just you can't please anybody. Like you try no. to do a nice thing and it's still not nice enough. So again, I just try to live my life, do my thing. It's very positive and there's always going to be haters. I mean, one of my favorite quotes is from Reggie Jackson, who said, fans don't boo nobodies. So That's facts. when I when I have people who are really getting on me, I try to channel my inner Reggie a little bit and remember <laughs> those words. You know, I part of me wants to be loved by everybody, but the other part of me realizes it's just not realistic. And in this day and age when unfortunately the default behavior for so many people is one of anger and hostility. You know, I, I just try to tune it out as best I can and move on. Say, and you do an absolute amazing job at like bringing like happiness and joy, like across baseball. I mean, I mean, because I see like the positivity on it and that's, it's, it's amazing. Awesome. I appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, yeah, it's, I mean, I mean, cause there, there's a lot of people that, that, that are trying to figure out ways like to create like their own platform, like to do that. And then your platform, it's like, you can reach a lot of people. Thanks. Yeah. So far, so good. You're being so nice to me. I feel like (laughs) I need to hear something bad from you to to bad. Okay. Let's see. I have to, I have to balance this out. Okay. So let's say, okay, let's say all your baseballs are in a fire. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry. And then, so let's see if you couldn't pick the Shea stadium one, which one would you pick? But wait, that one's on fire too. 
So you can only keep half the baseball. Which one would you keep? Wait, I can only keep half a baseball? Well, yeah, because they're all burnt. So. Or, Sorry. or is the scenario that I can only keep one, but it can't be the Shea one? I don't know. Um, not, not the Shea, but all the rest of the baseballs are on fire. But you know where the other one is that you want. Maybe I would save my 10,000th baseball. I could, yeah. I was be, thinking maybe cool. I caught a Derek Jeter home run, Ooh. Um, which was number 254 of his career, career hit number 3262, I believe. Um, and I'm not a Yankee fan. I actually grew up as a Mets fan, but I don't, you know, I don't have a favorite team. So I, I appreciate greatness no matter where it is. So yeah, I mean, yeah. I always love Jeter. Um, maybe that one, but the 10,000th ball is certainly not a, it wouldn't be a hot item on eBay, but for me personally, I think that would probably mean the most. I think that that, that would be a hot item on eBay. I personally think so. I mean, I think it might sell for a few hundred dollars, but not a few. I would thousand. buy it. I would buy it for sure. I mean, it's a game used ball with a commemorative Camden Yards 25th anniversary logo, and it's autographed by Robinson Cano, which Ooh. at the time was cool, and now it's less cool. But, you know, just a, a game used commemorative baseball is always going to get a decent amount of money. And yeah. I'm famous, but not that famous. So I don't, I don't think it's a big, <laughs> I don't think it would be that big of an item. No, it, it, it's uh, I have learned by doing like these podcasts. I make the, every, I make the everyone, everyone's a normal person, but some have really badass jobs. <laughs> I do feel like I have a dream job. Oh, you know, a thousand percent. And I wish that I could spend less time editing. And by less time, I mean, no time. So that's, that's kind of a goal is to, to amass a team of editors and then I really don't have to do it because I, I have no free time right now during the season. Mm -hmm. So that's tough. But I mean, you know, going to baseball games and trying to be entertaining on camera and being a collector and getting to meet a lot of people like that's pretty good setting my own schedule, you know, and it's yeah. actually, it's hard to explain this to people that I meet who, who don't know anything about me or, who are older than me and just don't understand the whole world of YouTube and being a digital creator. And, you know, I'll say that I make YouTube videos full time and they're just like, you mean like you can, you make money doing that. And I'm just like, Oh, even yeah. dating is difficult because, you know, people my age just don't get it. You put, yeah. put YouTuber as your job on some dating app. And I feel like everybody's going to swipe left. And it's like, no, you people don't understand. <laughs> I literally have a dream job that thousands and thousands of people want. Yeah. Um, so I, I, you know, I, I try to appreciate that and not take it for granted. And it's gotten to the point where I take five months off every year now, pretty much. I mean, the season ends and it's like, all right, what do I actually want to do with my life now for, you know, until the season starts in April. And like, I just posted a new video today. It was a Q and a video and sure that took some time, but it's like, I'm basically off. So it's, it's nice. I actually wish there were more to do right now, obviously COVID being such a mess, but I definitely need this off season to recharge just because I go yeah. so hard during the season itself. Well, yeah. I mean, like 
so so out of 162 games, like how many games do you go to? Um, I think of it more of like 180 games, just because that's how long the season is. It's True. 180 days, really, like April 1st through October or through September. There's at least and and you know while every team isn't playing every day, there still are games every day, and I travel around so much, so it's like out of 180 days. I'll probably go to games about half the time. I went wow. to 101 games this past season, but a bunch were in October. Uh, I've been to as many as I think 131 is my high for a season. That's a lot of baseball games. I would actually like to go to fewer games. Really? Um, yeah, I mean, like, it's just not really fun anymore to go to games in New York. And I live in New York. It's just so yeah. crowded. It's so strict. Fans are really arrogant and hostile and it's just it's not a good environment and really i'm going to judge things based on if i can catch baseballs and it's like if there's no room to run and i'm just trapped in the outfield with like people on either side of me yeah. I, I don't feel like i have a good chance to catch baseballs and it's like well i could stay home and watch it and save money and get a better view or maybe just do something else entirely like take a yoga class or go to a nice restaurant or see a friend or I don't know. So I, I feel like it's going to get to the point where I may stop going to games if I'm not doing a video. Cause I, I still, I went to like 40 Yankee games last year, but I probably only did videos at like 10 of them. So like maybe I just take those extra 30 nights off and get away from baseball because it's like, I say do it when I was 14 and you know, in that, age range like i was angry if i wasn't at a baseball game like i just couldn't function yeah and life got in the way of baseball and now it's getting to the point where baseball is getting in the way of life so i'm really struggling to find the right life work baseball balance and even if i go to 100 games a year it's like well there's still 265 days when i'm not at a baseball game like it's plenty of time to do other stuff and, and I'm just, I'm trying to figure that out for myself still. So the, I, I think I'm going to go hard next year with this again. I might go to another mm -hmm. games. There's a documentary about me that's supposed to come out in the spring. Oh, and wow. I just want to ride that momentum and have a big season and promote it. But I don't know, after that, like 2023, depending on where things go next year, I might slow the pace down or maybe I'll go to 200 games. I have no idea. 200 games that oh man that i would love awesome. to listen if that would if be somebody, amazing if i had like a private plane oh or, yeah you know like one of those luxury buses that's you know like a tour bus kind of situation with a driver and i could sleep on it and just wake up in another city and yes. i had someone making the plans like booking everything flights and hotels and rental cars and and just being like yeah you just show up and it's all set and we're going to film it. We're going to edit it. Yeah. I'd go to 200 games in a season. Why not? So yeah, it, it's, I mean, I mean like for living like up here, like in the, the Northwest and say besides Seattle, like the closest one would be, I believe Oakland. And that's still, that's like a nine hour. Yeah. That's an hour drive. That's a bit much for a day trip. Yeah. Say so it, it, it's a uh, say, uh, I think, I think uh, the first week of August or the weekend is uh, the uh, Ichiro 
re- retirement weekend up here in Seattle. I might have to come for that. Yes. I was going to say you, you have to come up here for that. That would be so much fun. Yeah, I might. I mean, you know, teams often use commemorative baseballs when they're celebrating a player. They did for Edgar Martinez back yes. in 2019, I think. Yep. So I'm yeah. There for that. And Ichiro is one of my faves. So, you know, it's a long flight. It's like six hours from New York, but yeah. this is what I do. So I may have to get myself, there but it, the travel is exhausting i mean it is a dream job but it is also tiring and um the travel the travel definitely weighs on me so it's definitely a trade-off i feel i feel that it's it's a solid trade-off yeah and especially now having to wear a face mask on an airplane for six hours it's just yeah. i'll do it i'm not one of those anti-mask idiots that's gonna protest and i'm certainly not gonna get myself put on the no fly list or anything but like i'm that not would, happy to sit there wearing a mask that that would change so, your career real quick yeah not for the better so no say um, do you, as i guess like how long do you think that you will be uh doing this i think i'll probably always do it to some extent but I don't know that I can keep this pace going of a hundred games a year or 60 videos a year. Like it, it may be a situation, especially if hopefully someday I have a family where maybe I'll just go out for like a week at a time, just once a month and film like crazy in those weeks and maybe take the family with me, make it a whole thing. So I'm not gone from my loved ones, but you know, I mean, I, I could go film for, a week and then spread those videos out over the month, post them every, you know, four or five, six days as needed. And cause right now I'm posting videos every three days, maybe on average over the mm-hmm. course of the season, but I could do less. Like I, I would rather, I know this is like a crazy thing to say in this day and age, but I would rather earn less money and have more sanity and happiness. Yes. Yep. So, I have, I've learned that the older that I got that I have learned that. And that's, I mean, like once you figure that out, life feels, life yeah. feels a lot better. I, mean, I, I could be going hard right now, this whole off season and churning out content and filming videos, opening baseball cards and playing MLB, the show and analyzing free agent signings and doing videos on my favorite stadiums and my favorite food. And like, I just, I can't. I am protecting my own mental health. I think I'm going to have a yep. longer career doing this if I structure longer uh, periods of time off, especially during the off season. So, I mean, baseball, it's cool if you just want to follow it year round, cause there's always stuff. But yeah, I, uh, when I was first, first doing the YouTube thing, like 2016 was my first big year and I was teaching myself how to edit and I just, I wanted to do it. 12 months a year, I was filming weekly vlogs in New York City during the off season. And it's just like, man, I can't do that. I'm going to burn myself out. So I'm just trying to be more chill and thoughtful about the whole process. And uh, I still have a long way to go in terms of figuring it out. So so, uh, one of my buddies, because I told him like that I'm going to have you like my podcast. And and he was he was excited for me. And then he was like, dude, you have to ask him a question for me. All right, so, let's do so it. So like, 
So to my buddy, Randy Fuller, he Randy. said, he said, he was like, okay, so do you think that if you sold every baseball that you own, that you could retire comfortably? No, not if I want to live in New York City. True. That is true. I mean, I've also given away thousands of baseballs. Like if I were yeah. doing this for the money, I, I wouldn't be generous. Yeah. But I mean, I still have thousands of baseballs because I kept everything early on in my collection. And there's commemorative balls that are worth more. And there's a lot of game home run balls, including some historic ones. Like, you know, just even a Juan Soto home run, not a milestone, but it's like, that's going to be worth a lot someday. It's probably already worth yeah. a lot, you know? But no, like if I had kept the A-Rod 3000th hit and Mike Trout's first career home run, I mean, oh, man. Just the, the Trout ball by itself would sell for millions of dollars right now, I think. I believe it. So that, I mean, I already, I already threw away my retirement, which I mean, you know, I, I don't regret it. Like I, yeah. I'm in a good spot financially. I, I have savings. I'm doing well with the YouTube stuff. I take a lot of time off now every year. I own my apartment in New York City. Like it, it's good. I'm not complaining. But yeah, do I wish I had a few extra million laying around that I could, you know, do fun things with? Yeah. I, but I think we all, I think we all want a few million dollars just to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> I want to buy, I want to, I want to buy the property that my parents had out on Long Island when I was a kid. I, I missed that place, but it's uh, it's selling for a lot of, I don't even know if it's on the market right now, but a few years ago it was, and it was like, Ooh, yeah, that's, I don't, I don't think that's going to happen. Pretty so, pricey out there. Yeah, it is. Wow. Definitely. Well, I have one more question for you. And then, and then, then that concludes this one more question because you mentioned it. Let's do it. What is your favorite food that you've had at an MOB stadium? That's a good one. I love talking about food and I love eating food. Yeah. Um, my general, this is going to be a two-part answer. My general uh, way of answering this question is I love the experience of being in the legends section at Yankee stadium Ooh. where everything is all inclusive. Once you've spent a thousand dollars or whatever on your ticket. Um, yeah. I mean, it's just <laughs> unlimited and quote unquote free. And it's very high quality stuff. So I, I, I love that. But hmm, favorite single food item? Uh, man, I think for sheer excess, I would go with a with a now discontinued item. Okay. Which was at, it was then called SunTrust Park in Atlanta. Now it's true. Mm -hmm. But uh, the first year of that stadium, I got this thing called the Burgeritza. Which was a large, I think it was like a 16 or maybe even a, a 20 ounce bacon cheeseburger oh, in damn. between two pepperoni pizzas. What? And it cost like 25 or 30 bucks. Yeah, it was, I mean. Honestly, that's worth it. That is worth that. Yeah. I mean, it's enough calories probably for a family of four for a day. <laughs> and my videographer and I attacked it together and we still couldn't finish it. Wow. Um, and it wasn't even the, the highest quality food in the world. You know, it's ballpark food, whatever, but it was just so fun. Yeah. And I run around so much during the season at stadiums that 
I mean, I just, I almost can't even gain weight if I try. The, the, <laughs> the calories just melt right off of me. So I, I definitely eat like a dumbass at games. I have to be more careful during the off season. And actually I'm pretty damn near close to being vegetarian right now. Oh, really? Yeah. I've just, I've been eating way less meat in general. Um, I've gone to some vegan meetups recently and I, I love vegan food. I've dated vegans. I would happily do that again. So I've been very health conscious, you know, off camera, but when you're at stadiums, there really aren't too many healthy items. Yeah. And you know, all the kids out there don't want to see me drink like a kale smoothie at a stadium. They want to see me eat the burgeritas. So I, you know, I, <laughs> I, I'm a man of the people. I do what they want, but I'm, I'm increasingly less interested in eating garbage like that, but it's fun every now and then, right? Everything in moderation. That that's what they say at least. Yeah. I'm bad at moderation, but again, that's, that's one of the many things in life that I'm working on. Hey, that works. Zach, thank you so much for coming on. It was a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Glad to chat and talk baseball in the middle. That's of what I'm saying. It's I'm ready for baseball to be back, but yeah, there's a lot of things that have to happen before that happens. Yeah, what a mess. Yep. What a mess. The world is a mess. Major League Baseball is a mess. So hopefully there'll be some normalcy coming our way before long. That's what I'm saying. All right, well, have a, have a great rest of your night. Hey, man, you too. Thanks again for your time. I appreciate it.